Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek, where we are reviewing all the latest, greatest, and, well, maybe not so latest and greatest <laughs> movies for you. Oh boy, Justin is, is miming something really fun over to my left. And in case you don't know who this is, this is Chrissy McQueen speaking with Justin Winters. We are a married couple who reviews crazy movies because this is what we do in our spare time when we have children and we should be sleeping but we don't we don't have spare time what are you talking about i know so i was like well we should be sleeping but we don't instead we choose to watch movies and then podcast about them yes now here's the catch most of these movies are things that people have seen but not me because i don't get out much however this week we were actually lucky enough to catch not just one but two new features in the theater it was amazing i couldn't believe it when was the last time we went to the movies together? It's been a long Civil time. Civil War. Oh. Captain America. That's not that long. <laughs> but a I double feature, it's been over a year at least. I can't, oh, I easily. Could, I can't remember the last time. Easily. Anyway. I feel like if it doesn't come out on DVD or streaming, I basically don't see it. True. So this was a special occasion because Justin had his birthday last week. Happy birthday, Justin. Hey, thanks. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hence why we got to go out and actually watch something. But in addition to it being Justin's birthday, this double feature had super uber duper special meaning for me. Super uber duper? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I know. That's quite the assertion. But... I've been waiting 20 years for a sequel to Independence Day. 20 long years. I mean, everyone loves Independence Day, or they at least like it because it's campy. But no joke, this was always in my top five to ten movies, favorite movies of all time. Whoa, 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 wait. Five to ten. Last week you said five. Yes. Now it's five to ten. You're backsliding. It's well, you know. What? I don't understand this, Chrissy. Please explain this it's, to me. Because it, it's probably hovering right around number five or six, but it's like right there. Don't put a gun to my head and give, make me write a list. But Independence Day. Yes. Top five or six movies of all time. Again, the breadth of my movie experience is smaller than yours. You have to keep that in mind. Because like, I've watched ten movies. <laughs> yeah. But I saw this at a pivotal time in my life. I was what? Um, let's see. So I was. 13. 13, maybe 14 is the morning in November. Or no, 12. One of the two. I'm bad at math. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was young. And I remember going and knowing nothing and being blown away. It was, the I think, one of the first movies I forced my mom to buy. We had it on like Young VHS. Chrissy, 13 years old, becoming a woman, meeting boys. <laughs> meeting boys. Yeah, I was a late bloomer. Nope, not meeting boys. Her, her, her life ever-changing, comes upon Independence Day, uh -huh. blows her mind, becomes 
her obsessed. Her favorite movie. I was till the next year, which is Titanic. And yeah, now it's well, Romeo and Juliet came out the same year. Five so. or six movie of all time, dude. I know every that single line. Is cry, cry. I know every single line of that '96 movie by heart from beginning to end. Every line. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Perhaps it's fate that today is the Fourth of July. <laughs> we'll once again be fighting for our freedom. It's like you know the Sci-Fi Channel now. Yes. Basically, what they did was they looked at Independence Day and were like, let's do that, but like one fiftieth the cost. <laughs> and those will be our movies. Yeah. Independence Day. A little bit. Um, so for years after that movie was made, obviously people were like, oh, there's going to be a sequel. Or I mean, it made so much money. Like definitely they're going to do a sequel. When I was in high school, several years after it came out, I went so far as to for... It wasn't a book report, I don't think, but I got reading credit for it. You're sending letters to Roland Emmerich, making phone calls to Fox. No, but I got the sc- I got the screenplay. Fox, in. Chrissy again. Yep, Independence <laughs> Day sequel. When's that going to happen? <laughs> Top five, six of all time. I'm going to murder you if it doesn't. So, thanks. Ninth grade, I got the script in um, in like novel format, basically. You got what? The script. And, but I got it in book format because they he there was an actual like book format they made of this. Okay. And I read it cover to cover, and then promptly you reenacted it. No, but because in I'm, the school cafeteria. By the way, the the all the roles. The extended version in the book is much longer and has more things. But anyway. Oh, please tell us about that, I Chris. I can't. So. So then I immediately. <laughs> so nerdy. I'm so nerdy. Did you have an independent state box too? No, but I definitely went online and like and looked for like fan fiction. <laughs> what? <laughs> I totally did. What if Bill Pullman's wife did live? Was then what would happen? Fan fiction out there? Yes. Holy shit! I know that is crazy. It was amazing. What if it's still out there? It might be. Oh my! Angel gosh. Fire exists for a reason. Still. Wow. It's owned by Lycos, but it exists. That blows my mind. Okay, continue. I, yeah, so the fact that I had to wait 20 years, 20 years for this childhood dream to be realized and then brutally slapped against the rocks of despair. Chrissy's make-a-wish is like, I want nothing <laughs> but an Independence Day sequel. Thank you. <laughs> and the, the original cast. <laughs> With the original cast. Yes. Okay. And so to see them dashed against the rocks of despair. Makes Wait a me minute, sad. Chrissy. What? What did you think of the movie? Again, rocks of despair. <laughs> so I'm a little bit sad because when I went to buy the movie tickets, I was trying not to find anything out. And immediately I saw that it got a crappy rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, no. And then I thought, you know what, Chrissy? You're going to like it anyway. You are such a fangirl. You're going to like it anyway. It's going to be fine. And then we went. And then I was disappointed. And now I'm really sad. Okay, let's break this down. Okay. First of all, let's say off the top, this movie is mega, mega ridiculous. Oh, totally ridiculous. It makes negative sense. (laughs) 90% 90% of the time. <laughs> if you start at the top with story, what's going on here? And then it goes down to script. Why are people saying these things? Some of the actors 
why are they there? The, the, Some of the other actors, what are they doing? Good actors with horrible acting choices that made it to the final cut of this movie. And then I'm like, that's not even good acting. So you're on record as saying you didn't like it. I'm on record. I disagree. I, no, 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 no. What? I'm, not, I'm not on record saying I didn't like it. I'm on record as saying I was disappointed in it. And it ruined what I hoped would be an amazing sequel to what was, in my mind, a fantastic first feature. However, that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I guess what the way I come at it is Independence Day 1 is not one of my top five or six movies of all what time. What's wrong with you? So knowing that, maybe I the the my bar was so much lower maybe. that I definitely didn't love it. It's a terrible movie. Objectively terrible. But I'm like fascinated by it. Like, <laughs> like it's like Is this like if your dog takes a really crazy turn, you're like, but wait a minute. Like how did you even eat that whole cheese wheel? Or even you just like, you know <laughs> when you're a kid and you like you take a huge crap. You just take a huge crap and you look at it and you're like, How like how did that come out of me? How did that come out of me? Yeah. And then you think about it, you're like, what did I eat all day? And then like five minutes later, you're like, I'm still thinking about it. I was fascinated by this movie, Chrissy. I was laughing out you loud throughout the laughing. whole movie. I was like, I didn't know that this would be like a comedy. A super comedy. <laughs> like this is, this is amazing. Pretty much anytime Bill Pullman came on screen, you were laughing. Like all he did was walk or hobble onto the set and you were like, ha 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 ha. Well, it's just like people <laughs> sat down and like wrote this like several different people and then they amalgamated together into something that seems like a movie i guess ish millions upon millions of dollars were put into this this is one of those movies at the end where they have that placard when you're in the theater is like by the way a bunch of people worked on this film so don't be an asshole and pirate it i guess yeah this paid for like ten thousand jobs but after watching independence day resurgence you're like like a lot of people worked on this. Yeah, and how could it go so horribly wrong? It's it's kind of it's amazing. So at first, before this movie came out, I'm like, all right, Will Smith is just being a douche. Like he doesn't want to come back because he's all Will Smith now and money, money, money. Mm-hmm. And maybe that has something to do with it too. But now I'm starting to wonder if maybe Will Smith just read the script and was like, yeah, no. He uh, he alleged that the the story at the time was they. Offered or uh, he wanted fifty million dollars for so two sequels: Independence Day two and Independence Day oh, three. Yeah. We'll talk about that. And they said no. If that's true, who 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 knows? But hindsight being twenty twenty, they should have paid him that money, <laughs> right? Right? Because at the very least, that's you know some kind of bump of. I mean, he was the you know the. The energy, the With charisma. With your dreadlock sticking out of the back of my parachute. Of that whole whole movie, pretty much. I mean, you a better huge come part of it. acting all big and bad. So, what the hell is that smell? Ah! <laughs> been in a barbecue. I ain't mad. Just, just common movie <laughs> math. If you take away, you know, 90% of the movie's charisma, you got to fill that with something. And guess what? Liam Hensworth is not going to do it. Although... I could watch Liam Hemsworth on mute and basically be happy. Chrissy, what, what, what is Liam Hemsworth? <laughs> why, why? Just a very good-looking guy. Why is Chris Hemsworth 
I just don't understand, I don't understand him. <laughs> Wait, Chris or Liam? You you jump ship there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm definitely talking about Liam. Okay. I think they're not twins, but one of them definitely got most of the charisma out of the two of them. I prefer Liam to Chris. What? I know. Shut shut up. I know. What is wrong with you? I just think he's cute. It's just that. Like that's it. There's nothing well, else. This is not a print ad. So I know. This is a motion. I enjoyed him film. in um Hunger Games. See, I didn't even like I don't even get him there. Actually, really? you know, I actually do get him there because his character is basically this pretty boy that has no personality at all. And so that makes the choice of pretty boy with no personality personality at all versus five foot one, you know, <laughs> pipsqueak guy with more personality. She's like, What do I do? That's kind of true. I, I just I haven't gotten Liam Hemsworth yet, and this movie just de- definitely does. It not doesn't do him any help favors. Me get him even no, more. No, I think I they, mean, the script they, doesn't do him any favors. His, you know, well, they tried to make him like all brooding and like he lost his family in the war of nineteen ninety six, and that's why he's doing this. He's like in it to kind of avenge his family. But and you don't he, care. He takes the fall for his like sycophantic best friend. <laughs> you don't care. No, I care more about the sycophantic best friend. I mean, his first he describe his first hero moment in the movie on the worst moon base of all time. Apparently, okay. So some sort of apparatus on the moon base is like falling apart. And it's going to basically crush everybody. Like, peace out. Like that. What? And he something's takes falling. Sort of, he takes some sort of like pod uh, that he's in, and he's like, "We're going to write this thing." And he takes like the arms of the pod and basically like buoys it back up with the robotic arms and using fire thrusters. And then the best friend is like, we're going to burn out. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm cool. And he does it. And then he gets in trouble when they get back at base. But, That's why? It. but why? What What? What? what was the point of that whole thing? Oh, I don't know. I don't think there was one. A 12-year-old kid writing the script is like, dude, <laughs> yes, and then this happens and it falls and he's like, whoa. And the other's guy like, whoa. And then he puts it back and they're like, whoa. And then we see like how bonded they are. But then it, but then his boss, like the, the Chinese guy is like, you're grounded. He's pissed. He's like, you're grounded. Like, you're totally and, grounded. and Liam's all like, oh, grounded. thanks, dad. Wink. So the the first half of this movie, I was just like, Ugh. I was like groaning. I was like, Moreover, oh, no. I just don't understand how he ended up with the president's daughter, who is not played by What's-Her-Face, who we should have been May um, Whitman. May Whitman. Yeah. It's Mike, is it Micah Monroe from yeah. The Follows? Yes. Damn. So she got followed like by crazy people in that movie, and now the stink of this movie is going to follow her throughout her whole life. You dodged a bullet, May Whitman. Congratulations. So... I guess that, that that's the other than the script and the story where parts of it is just like what what is this and why is this is half the cast is kind of just like a black hole of non personality. Are like, we talking about just like the, sucking the personality of everyone that they come into contact? So with. like the warlord or the accountant? Oh, well, those people are just like I'm talking about Liam Hensworth, um, fake Will Smith, not Jeff Goldblum. Um, my uh, huh? Jeff Goldblum? No, I'm talking about the new people. Oh, well, okay. I named new people, but then you were like, no. Uh, the, the accountant, like, I, was he there? I mean, was he supposed to be funny? I don't understand. I was like, this is the most unnecessary character I think I've ever seen in the last ten years. Like, why is he here? Terrible. No reason whatsoever. 
And then the warlord's like, you got to go from behind. Like, he was basically there to occasionally dispatch some aliens, so... the Machetes. Yeah. By the way, what a huge upgrade in a part the crazy scientist from the first one got. Um, what's his face? Oh, come on, Chrissy. Dr. Oakum? Yeah. Dr. Oh, Oaken. Brent Spiner from Star Trek? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. Because was he, was he dead the last time? No, he wasn't dead. He wasn't? No, but he was attacked. But didn't they like do his pulse and there was no pulse? Um, more or less. But I mean, like, what does that mean, really? All they did was <laughs> do his pulse. They didn't like do anything else. I'm just reading the text of the movie, Chrissy. He was the one who had, release me now. In the first one. And the woman's like, can we find a way to coexist? Can there be a peace between us? And then he's like, peace? No peace. By the way, I had the biggest crush on Bill Pullman in the 90s after this movie. I was like 14 and all about Bill Pullman. So to see him all like hobbling and crazy and decrepit with the beard was a huge letdown. Here's the thing about, is it President Whitmore? Yes. They, Thomas Whitmore. When, when you talk about it, when you talk, is it ex-president or you still you call him president, right? You still call ex-presidents Mr. President. So, Mr. President. So, President Whitmore, this movie, I think he might have been like my favorite part about the movie, other than Jeff Goldblum, of course, <laughs> because his character arc over the movie was just like crazy. Like yes. first, The first time you saw him, he's like, like they're keeping him in a hotel room. It seems like he's on like, like on prescription yeah, you're like he's taking medica- good stuff. What's he medication on? Medication or something? He's having these like psychic breaks where he's getting like uh, low lawnmower man headaches. You remember? Totally lawnmower oh, man headaches. Oh, they're in my head. And then he's like oh. making drawings all over the hotel room. So instantly, I was like, okay, well, he's not going to be any help. Basically. For some reason, in addition to being crazy, he also has some like physical anomalies. Like he suddenly can't walk very well, and he's being attended to by his daughter who is possibly an intern in the White House. I'm not sure what her actual role is, but... But over the movie, he, like, suddenly becomes much better. Yeah, he, like, starts walking normally On eventually. his own. He's, like, you know, shaving his beard off. At one point, he gives, like, the biggest wet fart of a speech to a bunch of people who just seem to be, like, And Jeff Goldblum's there, like, trying to give this face of, like, yep, he used to be great. <laughs> I just want to, I want to scream out in the theater. He's on drugs. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, is this, I remember leaning over to you and thinking like, is this supposed to be as good as the first? At speech? one point I thought he was like, just like seriously wanting to end his life because he walks into this room with like a gigantic alien thing. And he's just like, I didn't know what his reasoning was behind it or what he was doing. I was like, I didn't get any of he's it. on drugs. He wants to kill himself. Let's just let it happen, guys, apparently. I'm a fighter pilot. I belong in the air. <laughs> and by that, I mean, like, let me commit suicide. I fly. I'm, I'm pilot. pilot. Yeah, where was he? Where was Russell Case? Well, that's another thing that this movie missed is, like, those he- crazy hero moments where just like, yeah! Yeah. And well, apparently that was supposed to be Bill Pullman when he went and got up in the plane. That He was on drugs and, like, in this <laughs> hotel room. And, like, a couple days later, they let him in a plane. Yeah, what is happening? And apparently, that was like the warlord coming behind Doctor Oakum and being you, like, you, and you thought that he was going to have his big hero moment, and nope, they take they take it away from him, and nothing happens. Basically, basically, just following this movie, I was just like, 
I was like, ugh. Like, this is tiring there trying was so to figure many all this of, out. Like, they tried to bring back the jokes that worked in the first one or like, this wasn't a word back then, but memes from the original movie. Like, the fact that Jeff Goldblum's character always gets airsick. Like, he always, always gets airsick. That's like a recurring theme in the first movie. So, in the second oh, one. Oh, yeah. The Jeff Goldblum gets <laughs> airsick meme. My favorite meme from Independence Day. No, I'm just bringing up a point about like how they, they literally did anything and everything they could to like do callbacks to the first movie so like in this one they're like he's he gets on like the big um i don't even know what it is but it's a plane that like liam hemsworth is driving it's like by the way i don't know how he got everywhere so fast but they'd be like how did hey, anyone does this have get, hyperdrive how did anyone get everywhere so f- i don't even know and jeff's just like oh yeah okay like whoa that's fast and i'm like this is a callback to the fact that he gets airsick in the first one several times everyone apparently had a judd hirsch teleportation device in their pocket can we just talk about judd hirsch for five seconds because we need to okay so since i since you're an independence day scholar over here which i, I didn't am. know about so how do you not know that how i mean i know you like the movie but gee i didn't know you had an independence day box and you you know i don't have an independence you day knew, box you, you you own the script and book form okay that's true how old was his character in the first movie i think that he was, he was meant p- to be like late 60s early 70s he was like playing checkers in the park right yeah With the old in guys. central park right so how old is he in this movie well i mean back then like life expectancy was probably around 80 something so he was in his 60s i'm not i'm not 70s. i'm not debating why is he still alive or can he be alive i'm just trying to nail down how, exa- how late old- 60s early 70s that's that was the first movie yes so late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Okay. So the first time we see him is like it's it's like three fourths of the way through the movie. We see him for the first time. He's like giving a, a, a book tour speech to octogenarian senior citizen home. Yeah. I assumed that he was there. I assumed the, too that he had lived there and like it was but like. Then all oh. of a sudden he's like on a boat somewhere, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he, he lives you know, in a miraculously survives a. Uh, I don't know. What would you call it? <laughs> an alien attack? Hell, I don't even know. They they picked up Asia and dropped it on London. Like, and then, and what do you even say to that? Suddenly, he kidnaps a bunch of school bus kids. That and is takes amazing. Them straight into danger. Into yeah. The, to, you know, it's like the Queen Bee alien versus the the kids on the bus. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot to do for either me or you. But uh, no, no, a but and, and, and yet all of that is not the most ridiculous part. The most ridiculous part is after it's all over, and he's like. I think y'all should come home with me. <laughs> he like basically like adopts them. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous part of that whole arc. Well, yeah, because there were two different groups of kids. Yes. There, were the, there was the first group of kids that were, that were like somehow driving through like waste water with their, you know, schlocky car. I noticed that too. And see him just like. He's like sitting prostate on a on a on a boat. He's the only one that survived this giant tsunami of alien water attack True. thing. Do you know who did not survive? Who? Vivica Fox. Why why you gotta bring everything down like that? Oh man. Now too, I gotta drink like, to, oh, to yeah. Vivica Fox. We're pouring one out to you, Vivica Fox. We appreciated your dancing skills in the original. Vivica Fox d- dancer. In the original movie, doctor. Twenty or years nurse? later, a doctor or nurse, whatever. Was she a yeah. doctor? They called I'm, her a doctor. I, I guess doctor. And tell. I was like, I was like, damn, sh- shit. They gave Vivica Fox something to do. She arrived. All of a sudden, she's saving this baby, and it's like, nope. 
Vivica Fox's wrist. R.I.P. Vivica Fox. By the way, I'm glad you saved that baby, but man, they, they showed her like literally like slip into the wreckage like a paper doll after that. I kind of had like a Titanic moment during that scene because like everyone, everyone gets everywhere so fast, but literally Will Smith's uh, stepson or whatever, he like watched his mom just like fall. He was in a plane. Right? He was in a plane that I'm sure had some kind of alien capabilities because they they all do at the time. Couldn't he have just like zipped over a little bit more? Evidently not. Couldn't he have done the Liam Hemsworth move and kind of like thrustered the building to keep it up or something? That's a good point. Yeah, he let her die. It's his fault. Where's his Judd Hirsch teleportation device? Can he throw it underneath her or something? She literally got two lines in this movie. I, I'm pretty sure she was in two scenes. And that's Why it. did they have her back? Just to kill her? Just to say. Just to I, demean her? They had like a check-in with everybody. Like, here's everybody you missed, and here's where they are now. Doctor, Fucking Dr. Oaken's like no, the main character no, of the whole movie. No. The, the doctor who treated President Whitmore's wife, Marilyn, in the first one now has a big speaking part as Dr. Oakham's sidekick in this movie. Vivek Fox becomes a doctor and immediately dies? Yeah. Somebody, there was, there's some kind of, there's shady conspiracy there. I'm calling it. I mean, I'm all, they're, all they're missing. In you terms know who of also checking. wasn't back? Who? The dog from the first one. Boomer! Yeah, Boomer was missing, but he was replaced. He was recast by a terrier. They had a terrier towards the end. Screw that. That's, I know. I was pissed off. Scooter! No, not the same. But as a whole, the women just don't come out very well in this movie. Nopers. So Vivica Fox dies instantly, basically. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about Michael Monroe. Um, nothing to do. Absolutely nothing to nothing do. Nothing except pine away and be very upset when things were not going according to the plan. There's some kind of triangle tension that is talked about but never really Flushed makes out. sense. Hold on, Justin. There's probably going to be another movie, in which case maybe they'll flush that out more. Oh, yeah. Okay, I will start Are we going to get to that, that, by the way? Right now. Huh? How the entire like last 10 minutes was basically like a pre-blowjob to what was going to happen for later. They're like, okay, so we're setting it all up. Guess what, guys? We're sending Jeff Goldblum back to space. It was such a setup for a sequel. I was like, this is the most blatant setup. There's going to be a seen. war in the stars, guys. New idea, war in the stars. Ooh. With Jeff Goldblum. And by the way, Liam Hensworth. And yet there's a part of me that's like, maybe they can redeem themselves for this shitty, shitty movie and it'll be more like the first one. Well, at no? least there's some kind of representation in, you know... They're really going after those uh, box office, um, the box office in China. So that's why they have the the Chinese guy who, yeah, they did. They did went. not survive the moon base attack. Nope. His daughter, who can fly a plane, apparently, and is she's like a leader. Pretty or tough? I uh, both. Pretty and got, tough. They really flesh out her personality. Totally. Uh, the the new president, Celia Ward. Yeah, what the hell happened there? I like Celia Ward, but she was there for like five seconds and she was kind of tough and like, we're going to attack them and we're not letting it happen again. And then she was dead. Well, the setup for all this is all of a sudden this Apple-like uh, alien sphere shows up and they're like, what, what, what's that? What's that? And Jeff Goldblum's like, wait, let's talk to this thing. 
Let's talk this thing. And then everyone else is like, let's bomb it. it. They're back. Jeff Goldblum was like, but should we not do that? No. Bomb, 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 bomb. Here's something I never understood, by the way. <laughs> what? So then like the, I keep calling it like the iPhone sphere because it looks like an Apple product um, comes later. And it's like so cute. It's like it is so cute. Can I can I help you? It's like it belongs in Wally. It's like Eve's older sister or something. Please don't bomb me. So so Eve's older sister from Wally shows up and is like, "We tried to warn you, but you bombed us." And you should have listened to Jeff Goldblum. And here's what I immediately thought: I was like, "Hold up, this chick is trying to say that they are the only um, other extraterrestrial force in the." entire galaxy that has thus far been able to hold a candle to these aliens the bad aliens technology how were we able to knock them out with this tiny one single bomb like oh let's get it and then they're like oh we're damaged i don't understand the apparently not so technologically advanced according to them anyway aliens have shields up around every single thing that they have and yet we were able to take the good guys out like pretty instantly with whatever we fired at them. And if this alien race is so friggin' scared of this Apple, the Apple know, product, surf, like can it like help out or something? Is there something that can can they assist right? when you know this giant evil alien queen and all of its minions come after us? Or is it just gonna like? Sit there in a room and you know do nothing. Well, I mean, I guess we're going to find out in the next one when they take not. it to their planet. Unfortunately, we are not. They're going to take it to their planet. I mean, they should. I want to see them take it to the planet, but I don't think it's going to happen anymore. You don't think so? No. You think that this was so abysmal they're not going to do it? Well, I just don't think it, it's making enough money. I wonder how much money it's made so far. I haven't looked. Not enough. Um. Why do all aliens want our like our molten core? our molten core? Evidently, it's some sort of energy field that they—that's how they live. You know, we live off of oxygen and water, and they live off of molten core. Like they just like eat it, or like they, I think it's like they burn it. Yeah, I think it's they like, rub it on their skin. Like oil is to us as molten core is to them. Like. That's like if me and you invaded a planet and it's like, we want all your bread. <laughs> we want all your bread. You have carbs. Do you have carbs? We're, sti- we're taking all your carbs. Give it up. Where are the carbs? Basically. Where are the breadsticks? Where Do is your you never ending pasta bowl? Shut your mouth and just show me the pizza. <laughs> I just uh, the molten core thing, and those guys in the middle of the ocean just happen to be next yeah. to where We're the the drill rich. for the molten Woo. core is. I'm like, okay, well they got their their side cards out of this, and now, um, yeah. it was nice meeting you. What else? Anything? Anything that you like absolutely hated, or anything that stuck out of you? Um, what was your favorite scene? I don't understand the role of the psychologist, by the way, who was along for the ride and first showed up in Africa and then was like, I'm getting on that spaceship, too, who had like the most muddied accent ever. I couldn't even tell where she was from. Oh, you talking about iPad woman? Yes. And the woman that's like, look at these, look at these things, look at these symbols on my iPad, which made me further wonder because it was never discussed. And I kept like 
incessantly leaning over whispering where's constance by the way have you seen my ipad look at these symbols where is constance why is there some sort of weird flirtation between jeff goldblum and this random psychologist chick who doesn't even belong on this space tour where is constance would you like to look at my ipad yes so she did the whole movie basically i was like put her put your ipad down you know who that is no her name her actress name is charlotte uh charlotte gangsberg she's she was in antichrist Oh, gosh. All right, then. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, her, her... They didn't need her character. Didn't make well, sense. I don't know. Maybe the accountant was more unnecessary, but both of them were pretty unnecessary. Just another female character in this movie where you're just like, wow, they really... We've come uh, a long way, guys. Yeah. We've come a long way. Um, If I'm present one day... Oh, okay. I would like a uh, an oil frame painting of Will Smith right next yes. to the entrance to my office. I think it needs to be just like that, too. He's a fire pilot. <laughs> Captain Stephen Hiller. It almost looked like a screenshot from the movie. Like she's been like. Also, I was disappointed in no mention whatsoever of Jimmy the entire movie. Who? Harry Conn Jr. <laughs> was it- do you want like a like a, a Hall of Presidents like Independence Day reenactment with robots or something? Well, being that they had callbacks. How dare they not even say his name? They had callbacks to so many other things that that's why I was like, so let me get this straight. We're going to talk about how Jeff Goldblum gets air sick all the time. Or we're not going to talk about where the hell is Constance <laughs> or the fact that Harry Connick Jr. is still dead. <laughs> You're like a you're like a Benghazi truther. Like, why aren't we talking about this? <laughs> Fire Sela Ward. More talking about Jimmy. Basically, what about the guy who Who's was changed? like? What about Mister Nimzicki? Where was Mister Nimzicki? Who the hell are you talking about? Bill Pullman fired him. What are you talking, Mister Nimzicki? You're fired. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> that reminds me of something. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry. Get through I just, it. I, we haven't see. We haven't talked. Christy and I haven't talked about this movie in depth since we watched it. No, we haven't. And so things are coming up that I, I like earmarked in my brain. I was like, oh my god, I have to talk to Christy about this. <laughs> okay. Do you know what the craziest? Uh, cameo in this movie is no besides vivica fox basically <laughs> which one uh robert loja yes oh my fucking god so i had a moment where i go i thought robert robert loja died like and then i was like wait hold on well, well my thought was is robert loja dead because <laughs> they it's like they they so weaken at bernie's him basically <laughs> I was like, thank God they didn't make him stand up because basically the new president is like, she's giving her own speech. Like everybody's like chill and like rah, rah, rah. And they're like, by the way, we're here to honor General Robert, Robert Loja. And they like pan over to him and it's like, he's frozen. Like, he's like on ice. So legit. I'm glad we had the he same does idea. not move. And I'm like, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I saw it was and I go. Robert Loja's last film? I go. I was like, Holy I kind of hope he was CGI. So this officially wasn't his last film. Okay, so no joke. I go, Robert Loja's dead, right? And then I'm like, but there he is. No, wait a minute. This is like another actor that they made to look like Robert Loja. It's not actually him. 
And I was debated about this for a few minutes. And then I'm like, he's not moving. <laughs> Is he okay? <laughs> I was legitimately frightened. I yeah. was like, oh, no. He didn't even speak. Oh, no. He like, had not one this, line. This movie literally killed him. Like, he looked perturbed to be there if he was yeah. actually there. I know. That's what I mean. They checked it with every character. So where were these other people I'm talking about? Because, well, you know, the crowd and everything wasn't there, like, to clap and, like, regale him. Like, he was there in front of a green screen. They're pretty, pretty much saying, like, okay, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Loja, <laughs> um, big fan. We're just going to need you to sh- sit there. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> uh, a tennis ball is going to look your way, and you just need to look at it like you hate you hate the tennis ball, basically. Um, <laughs> and go. <laughs> this is how movies get made, people. <laughs> and Action. Go. So, yeah. So that part was great. The other, my favorite part of the whole movie, and I I cannot wait for a. Um, I just want this on a, a loop, basically for thirty seconds. Is this giant alien queen? chasing the this bus full of kids please in the salt the salt flats basically for no reason at all no reason by the way i love how with jeff goblin by the way i was coming up with his fantastical plan about how to defeat them this time around he's like wait a minute wait a minute maybe it's it's like a hive and then there's a queen and i'm like Okay, hold on a minute. The other time you stumbled on on the signal, you know, and then it was like we're going to implant a computer virus into the mothership, which was fantastical and weird and wonderful. But now, like, you somehow figured out like this is a hive and there's a queen. Like, there was no evidence to that whatsoever. It's like it's like the people in charge of this movie. It's like, okay, guys, we're going to shoot this movie in order. And we are basically going to let Jeff Goldblum improv the entire movie <laughs> and the story of the movie. So we're just going to go with it. Whatever he says, we're, we're going to do. Um, so just listen up. <laughs> his cadence that sometimes was so just like his commercials of apartments.com too, where I was like, any second now he's going to sell me on an apartment in space. Like that's what's going to happen. He's just sitting there and he's like, he's like da, so da, 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 da. Chrissy, uh, you're a beautiful girl and I would oh, love boy. for you to come listen to me play piano at my no, show. No, not listen. He wanted me to sing with him. I would like you to sit on my lap as we sing at the piano. For like our listening audience, what they don't know is that, uh, if they haven't heard this podcast before, is that I've met Jeff Goldblum. He's weird and wonderful in real life. And he sang and danced with me all over the halls of CBS and held my hand and told me I was beautiful. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on right now? And I'm like, I, I, my husband thinks you're great too. And he's like looking at my ring. He's like, yes. And he loves you too. And I'm like, ah, what's going on? And then he goes, come with me in my band tomorrow night. And we could sing some jazz. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I never went. Well, that was a nice Jeff Goldblum humble brag story, Chrissy. He's a total humble brag. <laughs> I fully admit the humble brag. And then we had sex. Nope. Nope, we didn't. Nope. Nope. Nope, we didn't. Nope. nope. You were excited, nope. though. Nope. I was like, he wants me to come sing with him. And you were like, you should do that. And I was like, like, yes. Like, and I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I think it's weird. And we had, he's a close talker. And you were like, that's awesome. <laughs> You were on board. Let's hang out with Jeff. You were like my pimp. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, 
What did you think of like the like the destruction? Are, are we over destruction porn and oh disaster porn stuff? Yeah, things uh, happening. I mean, this one like, I mean, look back twenty years ago. Everybody's like they blew up the White House, y'all. Yeah, that was cray. Whoa! This time they like just dropped Asia on top of London and said, "There you go." I know, were you just? I was just like I was confused. I was like, okay, like that's. I barely understood on? what was going on, to be honest with you. Like, I was watching it, and I was like, wait a minute, that looks like, like, Tokyo. And then all of a sudden, you you saw, like, Big Ben, and, and, and I'm like, wait, I don't understand. Like, it took me, I had to play catch-up later and, like, think about it and process and read and go, oh, that's what was happening. Like, I didn't even understand. I mean, if this movie is, like, cost 200-plus million, a lot of that money, obviously, has to go to this all the CG, like... Eighty percent of this movie is CGI, mm-hmm. but you can't throw fifty million bones to Will Smith. Apparently I think that not. Was, I think that was the major and, the major mistake. And also, here's the other major mistake. In the first one, there was a certain pleasure of anticipation, like they Ooh, the, pleasure of anticipation. Huh? For well, hold on. So, like you know, the the flying saucer discs like land over the cities, and we're not sure friend or foe, friend or foe. And then we figure it out, foe. Oh shit. And then, like, they haven't fired their primary weapon yet. It's just like you're waiting for it, and then it happens. Foreplay. Yeah, and then it happens simultaneously, and it's like, holy shit! This one was just like, they're here. We already know they're hostile. Look at that! They took out Asia. Yeah, there was no pleasure of anticipation. It was just like, here it comes, destruction. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of like that. The it wasn't. It, it wasn't the same movie, I guess, if, that, if that's weird to say. Like, I kind of like the fact that, <laughs> as corny as it sounds, America has ban- – I mean, all the country, all the wars is banded together. There's no wars amongst us. Now it's all, you know, we're getting ready for the aliens to come back. Agreed. No. Just poorly executed. Poorly executed. But fun to laugh at. I, I still like this better than – I was thinking about it nostalgia porn lately is all all big but jurassic world oh you you prefer this to jurassic world i do you imagine if this movie actually had a really good star like chris pratt in it yeah instead of liam hensworth that's a good point or that other guy i'm such an independence day loyalist i'm going to pick this just because i i have such a nostalgic soft spot in my heart for the original Mm mm-hmm and it had all the same players. So I'll pick this over Lost World. But what what do you think is this main problems that it could okay, if you could do this and this, it would improve the movie dramatically. Um first of all, once again, it, and I just brought this up about the whole like anticipation thing. There w- there was none of that here. It was just more like, "Well, this problem came back. How are we going to deal with it?" They went straight to problem solving. Um, and as opposed to building, developing up. the characters and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. It's kind of like this movie missed uh, an act somewhere. Like it missed the yes. the second act. Like okay, here's all these people. Here's the old people you know. Here's right. These there was no people. rising action. Oh shit! The aliens are here. No, Instead exactly of like the happened. second, it, it was second like, act where they like meet like, each other. Who are these new people? How do they? You know, yeah, and climax, and then Denimal. Like that, it, it was missing a, a rising and falling action on both sides. Actually, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and beyond that, way too many people, way too many characters that we're supposed to care about or understand, even at a base level. 
Um, you had the OGs, which was great. If you're going to do OG style, great. Have one or two extra people and then flush that out. Or if you're having a brand new cast, fine. Do that and then bring back a couple and then it's a whole different movie. But there were so many people to keep track of and to understand their motivations and where they are today in the whole bay. It was just like, I mean, when you mentioned Judd Hirsch, I was like, oh yeah. And then there's Judd Hirsch. Like I almost forgot about him because there were so many people. He was an integral part of the story. And then there's Liam Hansworth. Yes. Justin's shaking his head at me. You didn't know you were a Liam Hensworth fan. So what would be your final grade? Eh, like fan loosely. I just think he's cute. That's it. Don't backtrack. I'm not. You can rewind and listen and to you fall over him. Did I ever once say, oh, I think he's interesting or like I like to listen to him. I said, I will watch Liam Hemsworth on mute. That's what I said at the beginning. Okay. So there you go. Okay. So grade? super fan. Independence Day super fan. A C minus. That's fair. That seems about right. Okay. Like, there seems to be a lot of people that like vehemently like are offended by this movie. Like, like this ruined my life. And I guess yeah. a lot of them are kind of like you were like, this Super is my kids. favorite movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, because we were promised something we didn't get. I think it's rewatchable. It's just so crazy and so many different like what the fuck things happen that I'm just like, I would totally rewatch this again over a lot of other things where it's just like. Ugh. I'll catch it on TV for sure. I'm not buying it on DVD and putting it on like my prized possession shelf like you know, when I was a kid. <laughs> Your prized possession shelf. Basically. See, <laughs> um, is that's pretty fair. That sounds about right. All right. All right. So what else do we watch, Chris? Um, so we're going aliens shark versus sharks. Aliens yeah. versus sharks. Okay. So the shallows. The shallows. Yes. Which was not my first choice for one of your birthday double features, but timing wise worked out. So that's what it ended up being. So the basic uh, theme behind the shallows is um, don't go surfing on secret private beaches alone. Yes. Yes. Or just, you know, don't go much less surfing. Do any private beach where they don't tell you the name of it or you don't know where you are and you're going completely by yourself. Yeah. Much less surfing. Exactly. Yes. Blake Lively learned that lesson the hard way. Poor Blake Lively. This, is, this story was a cautionary tale. Poor Blake Lively. So Blake Lively, uh, her mom apparently in... 1991 because Blake is young and we are old uh, decided hey you know what I'm going to go to the super cool private beach and then eventually die of cancer and inspire my oldest daughter to go out to this private beach too and follow in my footsteps cool so she good does. plan Blake Lively's mom yeah right it's all her fault so Blake Lively like hitches a ride with a local and finds her way to this private beach that literally nobody will tell her the name of. They're all like, ha, 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 American girl. We won't murder you if we tell you. Seriously, that is the number one question coming out of this movie for me. <laughs> because, you know, this movie was pretty simple in its story. Yeah. It wasn't convoluted like Independence Day where you had to really, like, pay attention and, like, try to figure out why people are saying the things they're saying. Or what blah, was blah, going blah. on. But this literally came up about the name of the speech several times where I was like, 
that's going to be the climax of this movie. Like the the shark is going to be killed, and then somebody's going to be like, "By the way, this is you know the cove murderous shark beach." LOL. <laughs> BT dubs, and she's gonna be like, "Oh darn, you guys!" Shruggy emoji. But no, no mention of it ever. None. none. And so, and they kept repeating it. She kept asking, and nobody would tell her. And I'm like, "This doesn't have a resolution." I was like, "Why didn't her mom, you know, let her know this beach is so important to her mom? Why right? didn't her mom tell her the name of the beach?" She's talk her dad, her dad, like. Yeah, think apparently if, it's not a thing. Think, think if your wife died of cancer, but first she went to this beach, and now your daughter's there, you would know the name of this beach. Nope. Nope. So long story short, Blake Lively shows up to this beach, and um, you know, you see it's like surfer porn. Like she gets like her board ready, she gets all suited up. She, lots of butt shots. She's beautiful. You would say that there's a plethora of butt shots in this movie. I would, and it was okay. She's you're like. like Yep. She's a gorgeous woman. Mm-hmm. So she she gets all up More in the beach. More butt shots, please. And basically, like the natives are warning her, like, "Hey, pretty buttshot lady, you should not be here after night, yo, because it's going to be bad." That is an amazing impression. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, no, I think I got it." And they're like, "Oh yeah, you big surfer, you're from California." And she's like, "No, Texas." Can't you tell by this? Uh, EDM music that's playing as I surf. Yeah, totes. (laughs) They're like, okay, gringa, like, don't be here after night. And then she's like, I'm fine. And then sure enough, she is not fine. She's so not fine. It's like the opposite of fine. (laughs) Unfine. Yeah, right. So, spoiler alert, she gets attacked by a shark. Yeah. Yeah. And not like a. A mini shark. No, like a great white, like right in the leg and with the type of, of wound where after you're like, ooh, somebody's losing a leg. Like it did. No, not pretty. And then she like finds a, a rock to basically wash herself up on. And then she becomes the little mermaid on the rock for the rest of the movie. And you know, Dr. Little Mermaid. Yes. <laughs> and using her like earrings to make not stitches, but some sort of like weird sort of hold your place stitch in her own leg. Well, she was in medical school, so she seemed to kind of understand basic things like suturing. Regardless. But then her mom died, and then she's like, fuck medical school. I don't think I want to go to medical school anymore. I just want to go surfing. Surfing. Forever. No name beaches. And here's the thing that really kills me. So the natives warned her, like, don't be here after night. It's dangerous. Don't be here by yourself. And she's like, I'm fine. And then she's not fine. But then everybody thereafter who comes her way is even worse. They're like, die. And I'm like, they they like warned her not to come. She got in a pickle. It's her own fault in a way. And they like come and they're you know, the second people, especially were trying to be good Samaritans. And then they like died. Yeah. This is what really surprised me after watching the movie, Chrissy, because you were not very sympathetic to Blake Lively's situation you're like she killed those other people she knowingly killed those other people because she went out surfing when she wasn't supposed to uh, <laughs> i just think it was poor choices poor planning but how, the, how would have chrissy fared if if you were in oh, her same situation I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have lasted half as long as she did 
There would have been ever, no like. We're I don't think fight. I've ever seen you go past knee knee level wa- water in the ocean anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. Is that because of this movie? Sure. <laughs> and also, I hate my knees. But anyway, so beyond that, no, I would not have lasted. Um, I think there is a certain amount of survivalism that comes into place in and uh, you know fight or flight sort of feeling, but I'm definitely a flight as opposed to fight person. So I would have probably eventually realized I'm never going to make it if I stand here. They're not coming for me. I need to make a run for it while I still can. I would have like tried to swim to the beach and then I would have been eaten. So yeah. I mean, I guess the a big draw of this movie is it's it's pretty it's pretty simple in everything that happens. There's one person, one character basically. There's a seagull named Steven Seagull, which was awesome. I love that seagull. There's a big rock. There's a, a dead carcass whale. And there's a buoy with a flare gun on it, apparently. And the buoy had its own character. The buoy had its own character? It totally did. <laughs> it was like, here I am. I'm a saving grace. You should come and visit me. I'm just here to save your life if you can make it. And then she does. And then it's like, oh, I'm a flake. And it like keeps going on its side and like basically betraying her. You know, who, you know who I envisioned as buoy the, impressions. <laughs> we guarantee you, you, this is the only movie podcast that's going to have <laughs> buoy impressions from the shallows. Do you know who I envision as like the um, uh, what's it called? What's what's the word when um, you give human feelings to inanimate objects? Human it's not onomatopoeia. <laughs> The other sixth grade word you learned. Come on. <laughs> Forget. Oh no, Matt. O P O E I A. Nope, not that one. <laughs> but the other one where basically you you give feelings to objects. Anyway, um, I envisioned it if it were a human being played by the guy from Thirty Rock. The Jack McBrayer. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, hi, Liz Lemon. Yeah. Oh, hi, Blake Lively. Do you need some help? I mean, I would come to you, but I'm just a bully. Come to me. I have the flair. This shark was an asshole, man. <laughs> like, this shark just hung around and hung around and hung around and hung around. Mm-hmm. It really wanted to eat Blake Lively. It was a hanger on her. Seriously. Like, chill. Yep. Screw that shark. <laughs> So I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, were you in her shoes? Obviously, you would have found yourself on the beach alone surfing because that's stupid. But let's say you did. You got eaten by a shark. You lived. What's your game plan then? What do you do? Like I'm out in the water? Yeah, like she was. Um, hmm. It's a tough one. You only have so many choices. Yeah, I've probably I I would have been like overreactive and stupid and try to swim as fast to the shore as I could. So same as me, basically. Yeah. Like, well, I'm gonna die here if I stay here. Well, I'm number one. I'm not a doctor, so I can't do a lot of the things that she did to stay alive. True. Um. So. Yeah, and you know those guy those guys that I met, they don't want to have sex with me. So, uh, you know, get, getting them to save me might. <laughs> Might be, be you. might be more difficult than oh you know Blake Lively. How do you know they're help. not gay? Help. You don't know. They were two guys hanging out all day every day. Help. They might have been gay. <laughs> help me. You know. My feeling would have been that um 
it, you lost. I'm never a, surfing after this seeing this movie. Oh hell no! So like, like you lose a lot of blood, right? Obviously from the injury itself, and then you're losing strength on top of it. And then at night, obviously it gets very cold. So the combination, I would have thought to myself, I'm not going to last the night. I don't have a tide watch like she did that that shows me when low tide is and when high tide is. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm I'm basically screwed. Uh huh. I even leaned over. I at one point leaned over to you. I'm like. Is this based on a true story? <laughs> because it was pretty miraculous. Um, so I would not fare well. No. Even if I had a, a mom who had died of cancer and she fought. Because that, that was the whole like thesis of the film. Like She fought so Blake is going to fight just like her mom. And, you know, that's what she chose to do. Like I would be surfing in the more shallows. Like the bunny slope of, <laughs> of, 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 of surfing water. Stairs. Basically. There's like the shallows and then there's the stairs yeah. of the pool. Yeah. That's where you are. My my surfboard is actually on on the actual Sand. beach <laughs> amongst a puddle. It's like you <laughs> and our three year old. You you have the same swim skills. I love it. Um, this movie has the best um, jumping uh, great white shark on fire I've seen in a film <laughs> in uh, ever, especially basically. compared to our last movie we're going to talk about in a minute. Well, you know, that's that's a different thing. But yeah, the whole ending of this movie, I was like, okay, it just went it just went there, basically. It did. It totally went there. Um, How much did you want to kill that guy who came on the beach and went through her backpack and was drunk and was just like, yeah, whatever, and then, and then eventually got eaten? But How much did I want to kill him? Yeah, before he got killed. Um, a, a fair amount. <laughs> He's like... Face down on the beach, passed out, and I'm like, oh, I don't think this is a good idea. Don't wake him up. Don't. Well, I guess you have no choice. So she does, and immediately he's like, yeah. And he goes through her stuff, and he just takes all her shit. I'm like, fuck this guy. This guy sucks. I hope that shark eats him. Oh, look. Yes. When you're drunk on tequila, you do stupid things, like wade into the shallows to and get steal eat my shark. Things. Anyway. I digress. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, Shallows was surprisingly good. It was good. I I I don't love blood gut score anything like horror or not. This was not a horror movie, but anything that that's like too much like eat them, slice them, dice them, guts. I'm just not a big fan. I mean, the, it's funny. The bloodiest parts of this movie is her doing like surgery on surgery herself. Surgery on herself. So. I agree. However, I really enjoyed this movie. It reminded me a little bit of the book Hatchet. No, don't know that one. Okay. What's it about? Um, it's a, a an 11 year old who is on a plane to go visit his dad in Canada. His parents are newly divorced and the plane crashes and he has to survive like in the woods by himself and all he has is a hatchet. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This sounds familiar. Anyway. I, I might have read this. Um, we had to read it in school. And Although, can really we good. speak really quickly about the terrible ending to this movie? Oh, like the sure day, we can. The denouement. We totes can. Ugh. Wait, what's that word again? Denouement. 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 Uh-huh. Sorry. I appreciate that you didn't say T at the end, though. You didn't say denouement. Sorry. <laughs> you were close. So, basically, she miraculously survives being attacked by a shark. Um, she goes back home to... Galveston, Texas. Galveston, Texas. That has, apparently, the most beautiful beaches in the world. Who knew? They don't. News <laughs> <laughs> flash spoiler. They've got they tar on those then their beaches. And she's like there with her sister and her dad and is like, let's go surfing and swimming. Totally. Except I'm coming with you this time because you know I could defend you against the shark. I was like, 
what? Yeah. And this is just like, do you think I'll ever be as good as you? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, probably not. I was like, girl, if you've been watching Jaws with Avenge, you know you're next. Oh, that's true. That the shark's family is pissed. That's by the way. They want you. They have telepathy. It's a really good uh segue. Sharks. So what do you give the shallows? Um solid like B. Solid I do too. B movie. Solid B. It's good. It's it's a good movie to see in the theater too. It's one of those like, oh shit. I'm in it. I know. And that seagull was like the um the what's it called? The volleyball of of castaway. Um, I wouldn't go that far, Chrissy. Wilson. Number one, we he, there wasn't an emotional scene like that. The bird had a broken wing. Yeah, but he survived. He lost Wilson <laughs> forever. <laughs> Wilson probably drowned. Oh gosh! First with Vivica Fox. Now you bring me down. Talk about Wilson <laughs> the volleyball. Damn, Chrissy. Let me drink some more. I'm a bastion of good feelings tonight. So B for, okay, so tell us about our third movie, which is probably the best pairing possible for Independence Day, um, which is a what the fuck movie. Okay. And then Shallows is a shark movie. So I went with a what the fuck shark movie in Jaws Revenge. So I was initially very surprised. We're like, we have to watch another movie for the podcast. I'm like, we do? And then we sat down, and I was like, what is this? And you're like, Jaws 4. And I'm like, they've made four Jaws movies? So, Chrissy, if you can go back, you can listen to our Jaws episode where I can't believe someone survived without seeing Jaws for so long. Even worse, I totally stored that movie in my temporary memory cache because I can't remember anything about it now. I think your brain is like 90% temporary memory cache, and that's the big problem (laughs) with you. No, but then certain things like Independence so you, Day 1996 make it into the 10% like real cash and that they're there forever. Basically, you saw a movie that like still haunts me today because I saw it so young. Yeah, and I'll do it's it. And probably the samesies <laughs> for millions upon millions of other uh, kids. Beachgoers, lakegoers, whatever. Um, I would never swim in the ocean again. No, that's not true. But it definitely affected me for years upon years upon years. As did this crazy movie, Jaws the Revenge. Did you see every other Jaws movie before you saw this one? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think I saw them in order. Okay, so... I told you, I'm like, you don't really have to watch Jaws 2 or 3 to understand this because what? how can you really understand this anyway? You can't. So aside from the original, of these other three movies that followed, which one, in your opinion, is the best? Is it this one? Um, the best Jaws two is probably the best out of the three. The one I like the most probably this one, just because it's so like insanely crazy. And you know how I like about those types of movies. Yeah, so. I mean, you laughed all the way through Independence Day, so yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> this is another one of those kind of LOL sort of. The movies. third one is at like the Sea World type water park. That's kind of crazy, but then this one comes along. And it's like. Okay, there you go. So this is another LOL type of type of movie because so much of it doesn't make a ton of sense and yet you're expected to just kind of blindly be like, yeah, that's it. The sharks are definitely coming after your whole family. How do they know you're going to Jamaica? They just know. Do they have telepathy? Yes, they do. Like there are just so many moments like that where you just kind of have to buy in and go with it. 
Otherwise, you're going to be left there scratching your head and going, huh? I have nothing to say about this. So you need to like go go with it. So what will be your your Leonard Malton review, like capsule review of this, basically seeing it for the first time? Oh, boy. In one take? Let's see. You're rolling your eyes at me. Shut up. So Jaws, the revenge, is all about a family seeking revenge on a shark that theoretically has had a hand in or has outright murdered several of their family members and is on board to murder more. We would like to murder this movie, though, and give it a one out of ten. We? Who's this we? You and I? <laughs> don't co-op my opinion of this movie. You don't know. Ooh, snap. So Jaws Revenge came out in 1987. Mm-hmm. Um, many people float it as a uh, worst movie of all time status. Wow, that's pretty I'm harsh. like, you obviously haven't seen enough movies. Yeah. Um, this is probably... Um, it's not up there with like the room. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. have some perspective, damn yeah. it, on other movies. Also, it had Michael Caine. You can't, you can't like outright hate anything that Michael Caine is in. National Treasure, Michael Caine. I agree. I fucking love Michael Caine. <laughs> he's not even from here. And he's in. I don't care. Treasure. I love everything he's in. I don't care. He's Michael Jaws: Caine. The Revenge. You know, every year at Christmas time, my family used to be like, what Christmas movie do we want to watch as a family? <laughs> a Christmas Story, 24 hours on GBS. All together, it's like Jaws the Revenge. No, Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> we can watch somebody die according to Christmas carols playing in the background. It has... Holy night. That I mean, as a like... You know, elementary school kid, that opening whole montage of scenes, it's pretty traumatic. You're talking about the underwater stuff? Just the whole opening scene that happens at, uh, is it Amity? Amity. Um, with, with the sun and the carolers. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the That bo- was amazing, though, by the, the way. The boat that was apparently like- made by Ikea. <laughs> it was an Ikea boat. <laughs> this shark's like... Oh, and like half the it just like totally flops. I was like, over. this shark is like a fucking carpenter. He like just basically <laughs> goes in and he's like, I'm going to tear it down and rebuild it. Arr! Like he just goes for it. The shark hates this family, Chris. I know. This is vinyl hates. shark. By the way, have you ever seen a more fake looking shark in your life? Well, I mean, the the first one was kind of <laughs> you know. This is pretty bad. This but is, yeah, I do is, agree. This one is 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 fake. To eleven, this is, yeah. This is like they took a stuffed Sea World animal and then put some vinyl over it. And then they're like, "Go." <laughs> so, what's this movie in a nutshell? So, is it the worst movie of all time? No. no. Is it a crazy ass Jaws movie with telepathic? Uh, there's like some kind of connection between the shark um, and Ellen, the character of Ellen Brody. The, yes. So, yes, apparently, totally. Because um, she senses even when not bad things don't actually happen, but like when they're about to happen or they may happen, just the anticipation of them happening, and she gets her spidey senses tingling. She's like, "Oh, Michael, like, are you okay?" So the questions are: um, why, Is she in therapy? Should uh, be. If not, why not? Electroshock therapy. Is she on drugs? If not, why not? She sh- she should be on whatever Bill Pullman's on. Her her son is brutally murdered by a shark after sad. her husband has apparently had a heart attack for fear of sharks. That's so crazy. Which after the first two movies, like the pussiest way to go out. Basically. Yeah. I'm like, that's just nuts to me. 
That's like if in Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum's character died of a heart attack because he was scared that he would have to go into a, a, no. a war in the stars with these aliens. I cannot even. I can't he can't even. go out like that. No. Um. So her one of his sons is murdered. The other one is strangely a marine biologist, which is like the dumbest. Like when your whole family is targeted by sharks, you what do you choose as your career? I mean, definitely something that does not involve the water. Let me tell you what. Accounting. Oh, yeah. wait. No, then you might have to go into space. You might. You might. Something. I know. Exotic dancer turned doctor. Something in Oklahoma, like in the middle of the country, near no bodies of water, not, like not even a stream where a, a great great white shark Oklahoma, could. I choose to be a youth pastor. See, you're not going to be murdered by sharks. I know. You live. And I'm closer to God. It works out. No, she goes to the Bahamas uh, after this, which is like... That was just the most insane thing. I was like, hold on. Which I, I love the Bahamas, but you you know what I don't like? Being murdered by sharks. But the, one of the lesser characters says at one point, he's like, oh no, we have not had a shark down here for like a million years. Are you talking about Sebastian the Crab? Because he's in this movie. He's totally in it. You like Little Mermaid? You like Sebastian the Crab? Watch Imagine it. him as the best friend of the last Starfighter <laughs> fighting against this crazy shark. Then there you have it. <laughs> That's exactly it. He does. It's like Mario Van Peebles accent in this movie is comically Sebastian. It is really, really funny. Hey, Michael. I know that you're... <laughs> that sounds like Mario. I know. Like, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Well, who was that? Do over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael, I know your your brother just died, was murdered, but we we have a job to do. Let's go pick, pick up a bunch of conch shells and, you know, tech shirts and bullshit oh, like that. Wow. wow. But while your mother is being uh, serenaded and wooed by Michael Caine, yeah. for some reason, I don't know. Who knew? Who knew what any of Michael Caine's motivations were in this movie? It goes business? from a horror movie in the first act to, like... A romantic comedy with Michael Caine and this woman who needs to be in therapy or on drugs because this murder shark is targeting her whole family. Basically. And then all of a sudden it becomes this revenge story at the end where she's like, I've had enough. I'm, she became I'm, Jennifer Lopez in that movie enough. Enough. She's like, I've had enough. I'm This boat and me are going into the ocean yep. to do something. Right. They catch up with her like, what are you going to do? And she's like, leave me alone. And then Michael Cade comes in with an airplane and lands it on the water, which is amazing. And it gets... Does that happen in real life? Can you just like land a plane like that? I think you have to have specific gear. Like you have to have like floaty things on the bottom or... The floaty things. Yeah. That's right. He didn't have that, but his love was so strong. But I was reading on Internet Movie Database that like a big thing, big problem with this movie is there's a shit ton of like factual or continuity and errors. So I'm not terribly surprised that they were like, yeah, we can just land on the Nit water. Pickers. Come on. <laughs> Come on. So- Speaking of love being so strong, you know what? There's a lot of this movie. What? Like sexual type scenes between the last starfighter and his wife. Did you notice that? No. Like she, you know, she's an artist and she creates this uh, piece of art that looks kind of like a great white shark. Right. Eating someone, which is, you know. Very nice of her, and she has a lot of empathy for her, <laughs> her, her mother-in-law especially. Evidently, uh, but every time you see her, she's like, "When you jump on, jump, just jump on and raw dog it, basically with the last Starfighter." That's that's accurate. In a PG movie, a, a, a family film at Christmas. Shut up! This is a PG movie. 
I'm pretty sure it's PG. No. There's yeah. a lot of blood in this movie. Well, that's what I'm going to get. So I'm never going to surf because of uh, the shallows. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, I, you know, I was very wary in the ocean. But of all things I never did was I never went on a banana boat because of this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't either. This I didn't is, even see this movie. This is the worst PR for banana boating ever. It's, yeah, no, it's a no-go. Like even you were aghast by that scene. You saw I you looked over my face and I and my jaw was open and I literally looked at the screen like holy shit banana boat what just happened I, I couldn't even talk after that I was just like whoa is that a brand is banana boat a brand or is that the, the type of banana device boat is a brand but it's of suntan lotion but so they don't also make boat banana boat. They might, not that I know of. <laughs> not, not anymore after this movie. Nope, it's all done. Party's over. <laughs> Filmmakers are like, so uh, banana boat. Um, can we use the name of your boating apparatus? Who knows? By the way, someone's gonna get brutally murdered by a shark. Goodbye. <laughs> it's a good pitch. Sign off, please. It's a very good pitch. <laughs> um. Anyway, this movie's bonkers, crazy. The ending. So explain the ending. What happens? So. At the end, um, Ellen is on this boat, and she seems pretty determined to take the shark out for once for all because she's going to avenge her family. She's and, tired of looking like cautiously out into the ocean. Yeah, with her psychic abilities. Yeah, so they've put there's something, a shark out there. They've managed to like get like some sort of I don't know how to describe it, but like some sort of like receiver on the inside of his mouth that will emit electric shock or like. I don't know. It works with the uh, with the one that what's his face has on shore. They get all Independence Day resurgence for like a couple minutes. Yeah, here. we're like, what? I this is gonna it. work. Yeah, and so she's like, I'm gonna drive this freaking boat that we're driving into him. So she's she does that, and like at the same time though, the the shark is in a perfect position for Michael to pr- press the button that it basically emits a, an electric shock or something to the shark. So he's being hit by an object. At the same time, he gets a little zip from the machine. And for whatever reason, for reasons completely unknown, this makes the shark blow up. Like in a full-on explosion. Like shark bits everywhere. So clearly, like, A, we're done. But B, what the fuck just happened? You blew up a shark? Like that's the big climax and denouement of, of this whole movie. Is that you just blew him up? Like, yep. With very little explanation. And, and it worked. Like, yep. He blew up. He blew up real good. <laughs> bring on, bring it on, more sharks. We know how to do this. It was flabbergasting I mean, and amazing because it was so flabbergasting. It was like, what? Is, I, what? What? I can't. And that was a reshoot. Imagine what. <laughs> well, in the original version, apparently he just sunk down like oh, the, Jack they, and Titanic. They, then they just like impale him with like yeah. the end of the ship like, or something. Now you've been impaled. Sorry, shark. And he just goes. Ugh. By the way, there's Seeks a jars. The uh, there's a Jaws uh, NES game. Shut that up. Basically has the, the same ending where you don't. You're like it's trying to ram it and like the it's like a it sounds like a picture being taken. It's like, right. Bree, bree, and then he like blows up. <laughs> but up until awesome. then, you're just collecting a bunch bunch of conch shells, basically. So I mean, there you go. Anyway. But anyway, this movie, fabulous. Totally. Fabulous. <laughs> Aren't you glad you watched it? Um, sure. The the shark in the shallows versus the shark. The shark in the shallows was actually scary. 
This yeah. looked like some sort of vinyl monster who was going to try to like, you know, rub up against me because it's Which like one's a bigger a hole? Um, good question. Uh probably the shark in in uh Jaws. Yeah, because it, it traveled from Right. <laughs> from like New Jersey for Oh my gosh. You know what it had? What? The Judd Hirsch teleportation device. Oh my god, it did. That's totally what that's did. what happened. It was like, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Whoa. <laughs> like butterfly effect itself. I'm in Jamaica. All the way down. Yep. Anyway, so what would you be your final grade for Jaws Revenge? D. D? Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. I mean, that's pretty accurate. Drink a lot of, you know, brews. Watch this with your right. your bros. Yeah. Or any Don't girl go in that the water. Like, oh, no. And like sidle up against you. Like watch it with that person. That's, that's, yeah. I know. So wait, so you liked Independence Day the best out of all three of these? Of all three of them. No, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Well, Even though shallow? The shallow is a B. But again, I'm a loyalist. So it's like, no, but this, and it was so good because of that. It was not good, by the way, but I just really want to like it because. Do you have an Independence Day fan club card in your wallet or something? No. <laughs> no. Shh. Dear everyone. I know that this is a tough time for all of us, <laughs> but but let's buy together to support each other. Let's buy ticket. Let's buy all the tickets up, so then that they will make a third film. Look for a Facebook event coming near you. Right, the ship. We'll invite all of you. Thank you, Facebook. Basically. Anyway. All right, cool. It's been fun. It's been fun. It was a good weekend for movies. Look for us on the interwebs. Uh, find on Twitter at MovieGeekCast. You'll find the both of us there. You can tweet at us, send us direct messages, or even fun pictures. We enjoy all of it. Uh, we are also on Snapchat at MovieGeekCast, where we let uh, a guest run the Snapchat. It's our three-year-old. She's amazing. We don't know how to use it. I do, but she knows how to use it better than I do. We're also on Facebook. Facebook at Justin Winters and at uh, Chrissy McQueen. MySpace. No, Friendster. No, but you know where else? Yelp. Instagram. Grinder. No, well, no. <laughs> Basically, if you have social media, you can you can find us. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to our blabber. If you made it this far, we love you. But uh, we'll check you out on the flip side. Yay! Bye. <laughs>